to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, welcome to this week's episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. I am Julie Graham, and I'm just going to confess that when I think of the 4th of July and Independence Day, I kind of just think about my birthday. Uh, so happy birthday to me! Happy I birthday mean, to you. I should also clarify that it's not the 4th of July that's my birthday. It's the 2nd of July, and so we just had it, and I turned 30-something, <laughs> um, but always growing up, I loved the 4th of July because as much as it is so lame to have a holiday-ish birthday because nobody is ever around, they're always celebrating the holiday with their family somewhere else, um, at least there was always a fireworks show around or on my birthday. Which you said that was for me. Look at that. They did that just for me. Exactly. They celebrated my birthday. I acted like it was about me. Have I, I just it. always been acting like everything's about me? <laughs> Crap. Anyway, I'm Julie Graham. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. And I'm Darlene Brock. And I do think about the serious side of Independence Day that we did become independent as a country. But you know what else that I think about? Tell me right now. The Martina McBride song. Do you remember it? Um, It's called Independence Day. I feel like, I mean, you can hear a little bit as much as we're allowed to play. Yeah. Justin, thank you. Cut it, hurry, hurry before it's illegal. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Well, she wrote a song about essentially domestic abuse, and the the video was her burning down a house. So, hey, you know, every woman wants to burn down a house at some point, maybe instead of cleaning it. I don't know. Oh, I'm like, well, I don't know that every woman (laughs) on those terms, but yeah, maybe instead of cleaning it, sure, maybe that's crossed my mind. Like, let's just start over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a great song and it's a great video. But nevertheless, uh, we're just not going to talk about the holiday right now, Independence Day. Instead, we're going to talk about being an independent woman. Yes. And fun fact, we spent a good 30 seconds debating how to spell the word independent. Before we started this okay, episode. Wait, wait, wait. So, Just because I typed the notes in about halfway through, I typed it one way and about halfway through, I did so the other. So I literally was like, wait a second, I'm actually not sure which is correct. And you look conflicted as well. Yeah. So whatever. So in case you're curious, it is spelled E-N-T. Okay. Anyway. And yeah, we here at This Grit and Grace Life, we talk a lot about being a strong woman. And so maybe the question on the table is, in order to be strong, do you have to be independent? And if the answer is yes, what does that actually mean? Oh, yeah. And I think we all have a preconceived notion of what an independent woman looks like, which sometimes isn't very pretty. They can be incredibly annoying or belligerent in whatever platform that they're on, you know? I know you actually asked one of our sweetest, nicest, and we won't even say her name, um, friends, what she thinks of when you say the phrase independent woman. And she literally said, well, the, my first picture is an, that they're annoying. Ah, yeah. And she doesn't say anything I know, bad I will about not it. say her name because yeah. she would literally be heartbroken that <laughs> yeah. we would associate her with such a horrible thought. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. actually thought, well, if she thinks that, then... There is an an innate um, negative connotation associated, at least in the mind of some, with the phrase independent woman. It's kind of like snappity and all about me. It is. And I think a lot of times it's because... You know, there there is a, I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to say whatever I think. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, something, something that goes like along it. with it. And you better like it. And if you don't, I don't care. Yeah. And that's just not very pretty. In fact, 
I don't know if you remember this song, Billy Joel's song. He's got one line in it that says, you can speak your mind, but not on my time. There are people I've wanted to say that to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I love that you actually pulled the Urban Dictionary um, definition for this. And I'm reading it and I think, yeah, I, I could get behind that. I think there's more to it, but I think it's pretty solid. The Urban Dictionary says an independent woman is a woman who pays her own bills, uh-huh. buys her own things, okay. and does not allow a man to affect her stability or self-confidence. See, I, like I mean, that's that. good. Yeah, She supports herself entirely on her own and is proud to be able to do so. Wow. So are we saying that the only independent women are ones that are single and take care of themselves? I, I think that's what Urban Dictionary is saying. <laughs> Apparently. So that's why I said, especially as a newly single woman <laughs> who is now having to do a lot of those things. Yes. I mean, I find my, my hand going up on my hip a little as I read that. Like, mm, yeah, I saw that move. <laughs> it was yeah. like a weird natural thing that just happened. Um, but actually, will you go ahead and read the next definition? This is the Grit and Grace Project definition penned yeah. by... Uh, Hers truly? Is that how I would say you instead of me? (laughs) Hers truly. That's not a thing. And so hers truly said (laughs) and believes that um, we think a woman who is independent is confident in who she is. She's able to care for herself, but willing to allow others to care for her as well. Yeah, I'm going to put my other hand on my other hip and say, yes. (laughs) You're a two-hipped woman. (laughs) I think that that is a balanced view of what it would look like to be an independent woman. Yeah. So we're going to unpack that a little bit more because, spoiler alert, we would say it is important to value independence, but we've got to just be careful to kind of walk that line of what it is and what it isn't. So Dar, why do we need to be independent? I think it's really easy to lose ourselves when we become dependent or feel like we our whole life is built around someone else. Okay. We lose who we are. So I'm not just talking about the men in your life. I'm talking about as a mother Sometimes you feel like all I am is a mom. I don't know anything else. Or as a daughter, you may be caring for your parents or still living at home, taking care of things. And, you know, all of a sudden you're not an independent person or at least feel like you're not. In our culture, can we be independent? There's a lot of places where we need to claim independence. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think even... Sometimes you can get caught up in, um, you know, what your friends think and going along with whatever is popular or maybe even siblings. You get kind of group think with your within your family unit. You you may be on, you know, on raising your own family now, but still kind of see yourself as, you know, I'm a Braverman <laughs> for parenthood <laughs> and I, this is how we do things. And I don't have any ability True. to kind of have my own thought process. Um, so I, I do think it's important as we talk about this idea of being an independent woman to kind of not assume we only mean in a relationship with a guy, whether you have one or not, um, but that there there's a healthy level of independence that we need to have in any relationship. Yeah. There's a practical side to this where you may find yourself in a place where you have to take care of yourself and you need to be able to, mm-hmm. whether it is financial, you know how to uh, own a home. If you own a home, can you fix the toilet, on it? You I know, know. I literally, have, I have an issue with one of my toilets. It's not even a bad issue. Like the lid is broken. And I've actually <laughs> thought I need to see if Dar can come over and fix it. <laughs> I'll do it. I just fixed my sink a couple of days I ago. I know you're so. always looking for a reason to wear your tool belt. I, I think I've got one. 
I love it. But you have to be able to do some of that stuff. And if you're not able to, you have to have a friend who can that you could call on. I literally was like, I could hire somebody, but I actually think Dar could do this. I could fix it. Just <laughs> tell me when. Yep. You need, but you need that. You need to be able to function on your own in case your life uh, ends up that way. Like you have recently, Julie, when you lost your husband. One thing we need badly is to have the strength and confidence in ourselves that we can handle the life challenges. We need to be independent enough that uh, we know within us is what we need because this life has waves of stuff. So, you know, it requires our strength. It requires our willingness to stand on our own. Yeah. I mean, I think every, every woman is going to go through multiple seasons, highs and lows, where she's going to either be confident in her independence or have to push forward in taking care of herself, whether she feels like she can do it or not. And so I think being reminded of the fact that as women, we do have that inner grit that will um, see us through. I think every once in a while, we need to be reminded of that. Like you said, in my life, um, I certainly was dependent on my husband, but now here I am as a, um, you know, newly widowed and single mom. And, you know, I'm really thankful that I um, have, you know, skills and, and things that I was already doing and fostering that allow me to be able to continue to care for myself in this season. So you think of the women that you see that you consider independent women and you don't may not like some of them. So what does it look like to be one and how do we become it? Where do we start? Yeah, because we, we want to be independent in that attractive kind of way, not yeah, in the there's a nasty <laughs> off-putting kind of a way. So what does healthy independence look like and what are some things that we as Grit and Grace women want to be pursuing for ourselves? The first one you put on this list is basically step one, I feel like in any podcast episode we ever <laughs> record. Um, and it's the kind of thing that I think women need to hear on the daily. So I'm okay saying it every other episode. I don't think we mentioned it in our vacation episode. So there's we that. probably didn't know, <laughs> but not. we have got to be able to accept ourselves. Yeah. You can't be independent if you don't like you, you know, yeah. if you start with, um, there are things about me and all of us say there are things about me. I don't like, there are things about me. I wish I could change. There are things about me that, seem to fall short and maybe they do. And then maybe they don't. Maybe mm -hmm. they're actually the wonderful things about you. Maybe they're the delightful things that other people find wonderful. Um, but it's kind of like, take the whole meal deal. You are, you are all of you and it's all good. Mm -hmm. Every bit of it's good, except the fact that both your strengths and your weaknesses have a purpose and it's good. It's not mm -hmm. bad. It's mm -hmm. good. Accept who you are and embrace it. Cling to it. Mm -hmm. Say, I'm pretty okay. I love that you said that we need to be willing to share our life without giving up our life. That's quite a precarious balance, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So this one kind of comes a little bit more, maybe kind of lends itself more to that relationship part of the conversation. But even as a mom, I think there, that there's that finding that balance between connecting with the others that are important in your life without having your entire life wrapped up in theirs. Yeah, it's true. But like you said, as a mom, there are some seasons where you haven't gotten enough sleep. Um, you're changing diapers every minute. Is that like years one through four or something? It kind of <laughs> is. It kind of is. And the reality is there's part of your life you probably have to give up just to fulfill the job of being a mom. Mm. Um, but don't give up all of your life. Mm. Even in the midst of the insanity and the I can't breathe or see anything other than diapers or toys or 
you know, another bottle, even in the midst of that, find little bits of places of time that you can be you, mm-hmm. that you can pursue you. Mm-hmm. Don't lose you in it. Yeah. And so unpack that a little bit more as um, someone who has been in a healthy marriage for a few years. What does that look like in a healthy relationship? I've always said, I've probably said this before, that my husband and I are uh, independently dependent where each of us fulfill parts of our life. Each of us do things in our life and we take ownership of. You know, as you know, I'm the one with the tool belt. He's Mm -hmm. not, okay? Um, And he's the one that uh, figures out how to move us forward Mm -hmm. on so many things. So it is uh, in a relationship, it is being every bit of you, being 100% you that can work with and live with 100% of him. Yeah, it's that idea that you make each other better. You don't necessarily need the other person to be better, but you do find that you are better when you're with the other person. Yeah, and you can depend on them. It's not that your independence precludes your dependence on in that relationship because, you know, as you know, Julie, we kid about my husband bringing me coffee, but he does so much more than that. He will... Everything. He changes the laundry. I'm kidding. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. The bless his heart. He does. He does a better job than I do. Um, but in addition to that, he walks up to me. Uh, you know, I've always said he could probably um, feed me arsenic and I would be fine because I wouldn't know it because he gives me these supplements of things to make me healthier. He just hands me pills. I put them in my mouth and I keep going, you know. Um, but he does things like that to take care of me because he knows I'm so bad about taking care of myself. It's true. He is a good man. I will give him that. Um, The next one we said that an independent woman needs or in order to be independent is that you've got to be able to be considerate without being compliant. Oh, man, I love this. And I think that's a fine line. Help me understand what the difference is. Yeah, I think the one of the things missing often when we're wanting to be independent is simple, common courtesy and graciousness. Mm -hmm where we need to be um, considerate of the other person. We need to be attentive to their world and their needs. Um, We need to want to take care of them. And again, whether it's our children or our siblings or our spouse, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. But at the same time, we don't let them dictate us. We don't just surrender ourselves and be compliant to whatever they want or need, whether it is a toddler on the on the floor throwing a tantrum we just don't become compliant and walk away and just let him throw a tantrum or a man who is asking of us things that hurt us whether it's emotionally hurt us or whatever we don't become compliant all right julie i know one you're so much better at than i am and that is friendships you really are okay you are so much better at friendships than i am you invest a lot in people that are in your life. But, you know, where does the, where do you draw the line? Where do your friendships um, be, make you independent? And at the same time you build them and they build you. It's a balancing act for sure. Now I will say my extroversion, the fact that I need people around all the time, um, (laughs) it's a sickness, I tell you. That is part of the reason I do tend toward having maybe more friendships, but I think it's choosing people to be in your life, but then also 
choosing to let them be in your life. <laughs> I know for me right now, I'm, I'm walking through a hard season and it would be easy for me to completely close off and not let anyone know all of the crazy thoughts that I'm struggling with, but that wouldn't be smart for me because that's how I would get in trouble. And so there are the trusted few who know all of the crazy, who know all of the honest stuff, who, um, can then speak into what I should or shouldn't be doing, um, in, you know, different areas of my life and be willing to be honest and then be willing to take their advice, but then also be willing to say, I can see where that point comes from. And that's not the direction I'm going to go in this moment. And we can still be friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, I think what you just said makes sense is that um, you allow friends, you make friends and allow them in your life, but you don't just follow them automatically. You don't mm -hmm. become dependent on them any more than you do any other relationship you have. Right. And I think some of my healthiest relationships, I, um, they know that I have the tendency to want to people please. Um, and so there will be times where, I'll be sharing an issue that I'm trying to work through. And I will jokingly say, I mean, just tell me what to do because you know, that's what I'm looking for. Like, I don't <laughs> want to make this decision on my own. And, you know, they can say, I know you want to just have me tell you what to do, but I can't do that. Here are three different ways you can handle the situation. And as your friend, I believe in you and I trust you and I have confidence in you and go do the thing. One of those things. That's go great. pick it. That's so, great. That leads me to the next one. Ooh, tell me. Yeah, it is that you seek advice, but you make your own decision. An mm -hmm. independent woman is wise enough to seek advice from people that she trusts that have the information that you're looking for. But then you walk away and make your own decision. And, and I'll just say that that is very hard sometimes. Because wouldn't it just be great if you could just say to somebody, just tell me what to do. Oh, yeah. With everything. Yeah. Yeah, there have been times in life I've gone, should I do this? Should I not do that? Should I? I wish someone would just write it on the wall, you mm -hmm. know, just like real simple. Just give me step, step one through 10. I'll follow every single one of them because it all seems difficult. Well, and there's those times, especially as Christian women, we if I just open my Bible and just put my finger <laughs> down on the page, God, will you just tell me exactly what to do? I mean, I've had that work a couple times in my life, if I'm being honest, but usually it's like, it's like, and he and Abraham, yeah, <laughs> Jesus wept. Dang it. <laughs> um, but yeah, having the ability to have people in your life that you trust, being strong enough to ask their opinion, and then strong enough to then go make your own decision and yeah. then stick with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, an independent woman both sticks with their decision and then is independent enough to make it once one more time and change directions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Um, I like that you added this one and this is one that I can struggle with is an independent woman is strong without being overbearing. <laughs> <laughs> There's just that little line and I'm like, usually just barely not quite over it. Yeah. 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 I know. Or to repeat something over and over and over and over and over again, you know, you want to make a point. So, you know, let's mm -hmm. just, I know you didn't get it the first 13 times. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to add the 14th time of what I said. So yeah, I, I, that can be tiring and we're all mm -hmm. capable of it. Mm -hmm. Be strong, strong in your convictions, mm -hmm. strong in your, strong in what you believe or what you want to see happen. But there's a point when you quit pushing that truck, you mm -hmm. just kind of step back and don't be overbearing about it. Mm -hmm. It's like figuring out how to be respectable and respectful for sure. 
Okay, so we've been talking about how to be an independent woman, and and I think we need to pull it back again and just kind of say that regardless of what your relationship status is, an independent woman is always growing and developing herself. Oh, yeah. So regardless of what season of life you find yourself in, because we talk a lot about that as a woman, our life literally is constantly changing seasons. And as we find ourselves in different roles and, and parts of life, but an independent woman is always seeking to develop in one way or another. Am I right? Oh yeah. Continue your education. That does not mean going to school. I do. I'm sorry, guys. I don't like school. (laughs) I don't like, I want to learn what I want to learn, but you know, in life, I love to learn. I love to find a subject, run across a person that I look up on Wikipedia and 14 other sources, so I read about their history. I love to constantly learn, and I think that's part of what you do. Yeah, so I think you could find yourself as maybe a, you know, mom um, of young kids at home thinking, there's nothing I can be developing myself in right now. I mean, I'm just... I'm in the thick of the baby crazy years, and that couldn't be further than the truth. I mean, you said earlier, there's always something about you that you can be focusing on developing and, um, you know, making time for. And so maybe it is a hobby that you want to pursue, even if you only get to give yourself an hour a month for something that you really care about. Or maybe you maybe you do want to go back to school. I mean, we're not saying don't go back to school. Um, or, you know, maybe you do want to start a business, or maybe you want to start a club, or... Um, Uh, Maybe you want to learn another language. I don't know what it is, but there's always something that you could be challenging yourself with or even just giving yourself the opportunity to take a risk. I know you love talking about risk taking and you've done that a time or two in your life. I've taken a few risks. A few risks. Yeah. And I I would encourage that. I would (laughs) encourage that. But you know what I was thinking about, Julie, when you were talking about continuing education, I remember the years when I was taking a lot of the risk, building the companies and raising my family, that I was pretty insane. I think the only opportunity I would have to learn something new is to put headphones on in my sleep where I would Mm -hmm. listen to Spanish or something, you know? And Mm -hmm. I know there are women that feel like that when they're so busy in the middle, in the throes of life, that time for me seems impossible possible. But we're encouraging you to absolutely take time for you and to go after the newest idea or risk that you've been dreaming about for a long time. Well, I mean, you're already listening to this podcast, which hopefully you feel like is part of having some time to work on you, to have an opportunity to think about things that are important to you and areas where you want to grow as a woman. Um, there are actually a couple other podcasts out there in the in the podcast world. Um, I mean, so if you've already kind of gotten into listening to us and there aren't other shows already on your podcast player, I mean, I know for me, this has been part of the reason we started this show is because yeah. I had gotten into podcasting and I listened to lots of different types of shows that fed different parts of my life. And so I, I have shows of women who I trust their advice that I listen to for my own kind of intellectual um, and faith journeys. But then there was also, you know, when I was pursuing my own um, health and fitness business, I found podcasts to listen to that I could glean things from. And so maybe if you're like, I don't have time, you've got 15 minutes while you're doing the laundry to find a show that could really kind of be challenging you in an area you want to grow and develop. So sometimes an independent woman has to get creative Mm -hmm. on how to be developing herself in small pockets of time, but that doesn't mean you don't do it and say, I don't have the time. This isn't the season for me. Um, Instead, you look for ways to continually develop. Absolutely, Julie Graham. Um, I do think sometimes we get confused with the fact that independence means never depending. Mm. 
that we think I am an independent woman. I don't Therefore, I don't need anyone ever. I, ever, ever, ever. And I'm going to prove to you I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forge ahead without anyone uh, walking alongside me. And I, I don't think that's true at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it's to be a truly independent woman, healthy dependence is part of it. So what does that look like, practically speaking? Because it sounds a little bit uh, like an oxymoron. So what what are some practical ways that shows up? I think like we said earlier, you have to like yourself first. Mm. You have to accept who you are and actually go, I'm pretty okay. To, to be a healthy person in a relationship, you have to like you. Mm. In any relationship. In any relationship. Yeah. 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 To have a healthy best friendship, to have a healthy working relationship, to have a healthy, um, you know, romantic relationship, you do have to like yourself first. So if you're hearing us like beat that dead horse <laughs> and, and it feels like that, then maybe that's a, a trigger that maybe you don't actually like yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and if that's you, I would just say it's okay to come to that realization. It's just not okay to stay there. And so you might need to be pursuing um, counseling of some sort episode four, shout out, um, (laughs) with Dr. Zoe, where she talks a little bit more specifically about what it would look like to realize that you're in a a season of life where therapy would be helpful for you. Um, you may need, maybe it's not a therapist that you need, but maybe you really need to find an, a wiser, older, further along in life's journey woman who can mentor you, um, to help you kind of sort through some of the challenges you might be facing and help you assess where you might have just a little bit of off thinking. I mean, I know I have some off thinking that I'm literally fighting to try to overcome in this season so that I can get to a place where I could have a healthy interdependence with someone down the road. Yeah. And I think we have to realize that healthy relationships um, do fare well when we are whole, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it is, we are at a place where we are healthy individually. And then we only join with somebody that's healthy and yeah. individually as well. Okay. So what you just said is key. Once we're healthy and we know the person we're in a relationship is healthy. So some of us need to take an honest assessment and say this, this relationship where I feel like I can't really interdepend on this person, it it could be because that relationship really isn't healthy. (laughs) Like maybe that isn't somebody that is a good mix with you for your own shortcomings or for their shortcomings. Um, Sometimes we just need to pause and take an assessment of, is this really a good match for me? For reasons, one, I don't like myself, or is it two, that I need some counseling and therapy and specific struggles I'm facing, or is this just not a good a good mesh, my personality with their personality, and be willing to um, either make that break or separation or push through to the next big thing that I know you love to remind us is so important in a healthy interdependence? Uh, something that I think is the only way a relationship of any kind can work, and that's commitment. Yep. You've got to be all in and you've got to know that they're all in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you, you often bring the conversation when it comes to healthy relationships back to commitment. You actually wrote a piece for the site. This is where I remind you of your pieces, um, called commitment, the road forward and, and to have a long lasting mutually beneficial, which is what I think we're talking about in this interdependence is that relationships actually can be mutually beneficial and should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when both people in the relationship are committed to the other person's well being first. And if you're both feeling that way, then it just works. It does. And that's the only way to, as far as I have been able to observe that it does work. Yeah. So that right there is that, that would be the definition of what healthy 
independent women can experience in interdependent relationships. It's not an oxymoron. It actually is the the beautiful type of relationships we should pursue, we can have when we're applying both grit and grace in all of our life relationships. Yep. So we're saying we actually like and believe in independent women. We think that's what you aspire for, but you do it with grace. Mm -hmm. You do it with consideration. Mm -hmm. You do it with compassion. You do it with understanding. You know, you can be independent and kind at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, that is 1000% the kind of women we want to be here at this Grit and Grace Life. That's the pieces that we feature at the Grit and Grace Project. That is that is our heart behind them, that we would be these kind of women who, um, who share this kind of love with the people that they're doing life with. So we hope you're encouraged by these thoughts. We we do hope that sure you play Kelly Clarkson's Miss Independent loud and proud hand on your hip like I was doing, <laughs> um, which P.S. you put her the, those lyrics in the show in the show notes here. And I had never really listened to it intently enough to realize that she's talking about in that song how she thought she was Little Miss Thing. She could do everything on her own. And then one day she fell in love and appreciated being Loved and taken care of by a man. Yeah. And what's interesting is that Miss Independent was written by Kelly Clarkson and Christina Aguilera, which we didn't know that. But yeah. Two like, women that you would think of as maybe more that classical independent, you know, first connotation that you have in your mind. Yep. But it is a great song. It is. Let me just say. It is a great um, song. So to all the independent women listening to this episode, you keep walking forward with independence, <laughs> grit, and grace. Okay, so Dar, what is the quote we have chosen to end this Miss Independent episode? Oh, we have to quote this lady. We quote a lot, Coco Chanel. She's amazing. But this is one she said that I think every independent woman needs to embrace. The most courageous act is still to think for yourself aloud. You go, girl. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.